remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by your other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Doing pretty spectacular. Just doing the do. Doing the do? Like Mountain Dew? That's right. Always doing the do. Okay. (laughs) You do you doing the do, I guess. I don't don't know. I don't know what to to make of that. (laughs) But... Here we are with our first movie review of 2024. Uh, today we are reviewing Night Swim, which is out in theaters right now. Uh, before we get there, we have got a lot of stuff to talk about and do. Uh, let's open by, as we always do, thanking our wives, Monica and Kayla, for all that they do and all their support. Uh, like I say, they will be on soon for a wives rebuttal. They're, uh, I think they're planning their, uh, their strategic attack. And what they want to throw at us and what they want to discuss. But they will be back on <laughs> soon to uh, to rebut, rebut, whatever it is, uh, something that we have said. There's just so many things to choose from. Uh, but before we get into all the usual business, Ike, did you watch anything this week? Uh, you know, I honestly just I have, but none of it was horror. Um, I, I get on these kicks where like I'll, I'll like watch like random stuff. Um, so one of the things, uh, I, well, I went and watched Aquaman, uh, which is not at all a horror movie. It was pretty good though. Um, definitely different than a lot of the other, uh, stuff that DC has been putting out. Um, and I think it's because James Wan, who is a fantastic, fantastic producer was working on that. Um, and then, uh, let's see, what else have I been watching? Um, yeah, honestly, not a whole lot else. I've been watching the show called On Patrol Live. Um, which is a, it's like cops, um, just newer. <laughs> oh, <boy>. Um, so <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's entertaining cause there's a lot of very interesting people on that. Um, but uh, I guess that's real life horror maybe. <laughs> yeah. Can be, can be. Um, let's see. Did I watch anything? I don't, uh, man, I don't think I watched anything horror. I mean, here we are a horror podcast. So we didn't watch much horror. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> We'll get back in that groove. We're just we're coming out of the holiday slumber here, and we're just we're trying to get back in the groove of things. And uh, no, I just I don't know. Watch some of the usual stuff that I, I watch repeatedly, and everything else. <laughs> Been super busy, you know, with work and different things. So no, but uh, I, I will get on the swing pretty soon and, and start watching some horror stuff again soon. So okay, well that was a that was a relatively boring <laughs> little part. <laughs> hopefully that's not what people tune in, turn into hopefully people there's not people that just tune in just for the what did we watch and they're like oh fuck this we're out of here now but uh hopefully hopefully they stick around because uh now we're going to jump to our weekly segment top three <laughs> and this week we're back to the one that started it all we have a top three uh in honor of our movie that we're reviewing today called night swim uh, we are going to do our top three favorite water-based horror movies. And, um, you know, while, uh, while kind of looking over this one, I realized one, I realized a couple of different things here. There, there's quite a few water horror-based movies, <laughs> horror movies. Oh, yeah. 
And two, there's there's not a lot of them that I would say that I just absolutely over the top love. Um, there's a whole lot of oh that's pretty good. That's not too bad. That's that's okay. I like that. But uh, it's so many of them blur together. It's like it, I don't know. There's not a lot of them that jump and stand out as unique or different for me. So I uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's going to be surprised by my top three. I think I say that every time. I'm that predictable. Uh, I think people. You know, the Vegas odds, people know what my top threes typically consist of. So <laughs> I was going to say, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I know at least two of them. I bet you do, too. I, I, I yeah, I venture to guess anybody that's listened to the show for any time. Uh, definitely one of them, because one of them, I, I don't know, it seemed like I put it on about every list I can. But uh, let's jump to it. Uh, I will start with my number three. Uh, this is the one that. Maybe people wouldn't realize, I guess, but uh, from 1978, Piranha. Uh, this is the original Piranha, uh, and uh, I like it. It's goofy. It's fun. Uh, it's got a little bit of whack. Uh, you know, piranhas are, while they are uh, misinterpreted animals <laughs> or beings, <laughs> very uh, much so. They, uh, you know, when I was a kid, piranhas were terrifying because you know we we thought they were one thing, and that's what we truly believe. So. Uh, the movie Piranha always gave me lots of chills. Not so much anymore, but it still got a lot of nostalgic uh, feel to me. Um, I, have you ever, have you seen the original Piranha? Uh, it's been a very long time, but I I have seen it. Um, I've also seen a, a lot of the remakes and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I have seen it a, a good number of years ago. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I very much enjoy Piranha, uh, the original. So. Uh, I was, was going to say, yeah. I, I was gonna, I was just going to add one thing. It's just one of the things that like, because I do like piranha, but like you said, it, it kind of makes me feel bad for piranhas because piranhas are kind of made into pariahs when they're really, yes. I mean, they're not, they're not like that typically. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. When I was a kid, piranhas were utterly terrifying, terrifying between TV shows and movies and cartoons. I mean, they literally depicted that, uh, you know, if, if a piranha came within striking distance of you, they were going to eat you to the bone and uh, leave the leave the water a bloody mess. So, Well, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I could be completely wrong. So if there's any marine biologists out there, I, I typically – I don't think that they typically eat humans. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I can't even imagine a marine biologist listening to us, but uh, I guess never say never. But. I'll have to ask Kayla because Ka- Kayla is a biology major. She she uh, is not a marine biology major, but she is a biology major. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's move on. Ike, what is your number three favorite water based horror movie? All right. So with a little little small cl- clarification, I, I tried to go with like specifically not animal based or aquatic horror movies. Uh, and the only reason I did that was because I knew Dave would put all of those on his list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I chose my number three as The Deep House. So oh, yeah. The Deep House is a uh, 2021 found footage horror movie uh, where basically, I mean, it, it's it's a haunted house movie underwater. Um, the whole concept is basically that these two uh, divers go to a, a remote French lake. And they find a essentially 
completely intact house under the water. They dive down and they find out that, well, it's, it's haunted. They, there's a reason it's under the water. And, and it's kind of an interesting story and everything else. And um, it, it's very technically uh, miraculous because all, all of the movie is shot underwater. So um, and the ghosts and stuff like that, they don't have, uh, you know, they don't have oxygen tanks on, obviously. So it's very curious how they were able to achieve this from a technical scale. Um, and also the movies all, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge house. I mean, at least, you know, retrospectively speaking. So it's just very curious how they were able to achieve this. Um, and, and so I, I really enjoyed the movie. So that's, that's, that's my number three. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty creepy movie. It's a very unique concept. Um, yeah. it is one that, that did pop to mind, uh, when I was thinking over this, but not enough that it broke my top three. So. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Um, but uh, let's move on. And then my number two favorite water-based horror movie is from 1954, Creature from the Black Lagoon, or Creature of the Black Lagoon, and uh, from the Black Lagoon. And uh, this movie, this movie is always creep though. Flip out of me, and uh, are so many different levels. But the one, the one scene where the lady is swimming in the lagoon. And the creature is swimming on his back underneath her. She's on her back, you know. He's on, so she can't, you know, she can't see him. But he's just like mere, just a couple feet away. And uh, it, that just creeps me out so much. And it's, I, I don't like swimming in lakes. I don't like swimming in things like that because it's like you don't know what's right underneath you. And uh, I, I really attribute that fear to the creature movie. Uh, and um, uh, no, it just creeps me out. That whole being there, not knowing what's right there, and you know, maybe it's Gilman ready to grab and pull me under. But uh, <laughs> you know, this ties into my love of the Universal monsters. Uh, Creature was always one of my favorites. Uh, it is an, an outstanding movie. Uh, the, the the actually the sequels. I like the sequels too. There's one where they, I mean, you know, they capture him and run experiments on him so that he can actually walk the land and all this different stuff. And, uh, it's, it's pretty wild, but the, but the, the first one is absolutely a creepy classic for me. Very good. I have seen the creature in black lagoon. I actually, um, I think we talked about this not too long ago, um, because I think they're making a, a remake of it. Um, but yeah, I, I have seen this movie and I did enjoy it. Um, obviously it has that, it has that old timey feel to the movie, um, for lack of a better phrase. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that's how the movie movies were done back then. And, you know, I think it holds up as a pretty solid monster movie. So I, I, I do like the movie and I, I could definitely see that. I, I mean, I know why it's on your list for sure, but I could definitely see that being on somebody's uh, top three. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, I, again, I don't think it's any surprise. It's on my list. So, uh, but no. let's move on. Ike, what is, what is your number two? My number two, and this one might be a little bit of a stretch, so I apologize in advance. Um, but my number two is the movie The Shape of Water. Mm. Now, this is—I I don't know if this would specifically be classified as a horror movie, or if it would be on the fringes of horror as like a dark fantasy movie, or you know, any of that. But when I watched this movie, it had a lot of like similarities to like the creature from the black lagoon you know what i mean mm -hmm. it, it, and 
sort of the perspective of like, you know, they're torturing this creature, trying to, you know, study it and sort of the weird and dark attraction that this woman, this, uh, I believe she's a janitor has with this creature. And, you know, and honestly, it's just a very intriguing movie, very uh, interesting movie. It's thrilling. It has a lot of really great stuff to it. Uh, it's directed and written by Guillermo del Toro um, and has a fantastic cast. You know, Sally Hawkins, Octavia Spencer, Michael Shannon, uh, Doug Jones, who is a uh, Ball State alumni. Um, so, you know, chirp, chirp for those who <laughs> go to Ball State. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, so I, I I would consider it a horror movie, or at the very least, on the fringes of horror, because um, it was in, it was definitely interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it won a uh, picture of the year the year it came out. I mean, so very very acclaimed. Uh, it, yeah, it's a good movie. I you know I think it's just as much a horror movie as as creature is. Uh, it's kind of like you know almost like the modern the modern take on the the same mythos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, with a little twist and stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. Again, one that popped to mind when I was making the list, but I thought, nah, not that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not giving it a nod over creature at all. So, uh, but that that brings us then to our number ones, and again, this is the one that I'm sure nobody's surprised by. My number one favorite water-based horror movie from 1975. It is Jaws. Uh, I have uh, repeatedly expressed my absolute love for Jaws. Uh, I think I have brought up Jaws in multiple top threes, whether we talk about animals, creatures. I don't even know what all else. I, I, I feel like I'm always trying to work Jaws into it. Um, uh, you know, it is a frightening movie. It is such a great movie that has so much tension and, and suspense and whatever else. And you don't even see the shark until towards the end. You know, I mean, it's, it's just a great movie. And, uh, you know, don't pay a lot of attention to the majority of the sequels, um, <laughs> but, uh, get, you know, different, different varying degrees of, of, uh, quality there. But the first one, Jaws, is an absolute classic, one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I, like you said, I, I don't think anybody um, who's ever watched this podcast is in any way, shape, or form surprised that Jaws made it to the top of your list. Jaws is a classic. It is easily probably the, I, I would say it's probably one of the first, um, I would say really like mainstream, you know, outside of maybe, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon. But that's sort of, I would say Jaws is sort of like that first foray that mainstream horror movies went in terms of aquatic horror. You know, sharks in, in a lot of ways are not truly scary. But Jaws makes you scared of sharks. Sharks, you know, typically are docile creatures that don't bother you unless you bother them. But Jaws definitely put them on the radar when it comes to horrifying creatures of the deep and whatnot. And, um, you know, there's a lot of really great, like, shark-based horror movies, movies like The Meg. And um, all of those horror movies and all those creature-based aquatic horror movies can basically thank Jaws for their proliferation and their ability to be successful. I would say. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jaws has helped uh, spawn a, a whole week's worth of programming on True. whatever Discovery Channel's or whatever else. Um, I mean, that and Sharknado, I suppose. So. <laughs> Hell yeah, Sharknado. <laughs> Love it. 
Okay. Then I uh, think what uh, we're ready for your number. One. Sorry. Uh, I was I, I thought you were just rolling right to it. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hear Ike, what your number one favorite water based horror movie is. You got it. So, again, this one is a little obscure, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't see a lot of people talking about this movie. I'm by no means a hipster. I found this movie on on uh, TikTok um, and watched it uh, months ago. But uh, it's a movie called Triangle from 2009. Um, so basically, the, the the overall gist of this movie is that five friends are on a yacht. The yacht is overturned in a strange and sudden storm, and a mysterious ship arrives to save them. Um, and basically, they board this ghost ship where there's essentially nobody on it except for a masked killer who is slowly but surely picking off each of the people in their party. Um, and it, it is obviously I'm not going to spoil the movie for anybody, because if you have watched this movie, you know that there's an absolutely insane plot twist in this movie that I, I it, seriously, the plot twist gave me fucking whiplash. Like I, I, I stopped watching this movie and I was like, holy shit, what the hell just happened? And it's honestly, it's fantastic. It, it is one of those, it is a truly a underappreciated horror movie. And it, it cannot be, I cannot say it enough that I, I, I've never heard of anybody watching this movie and tell my wife, like mention it to me from TikTok and everything else. And I'm like, what in the hell? Um, this also has a young Liam, Hem, he, Liam Hemsworth. Um, it's one of his first credits on his IMDb, I believe, um, like within like five or so from 2009. Um, so yeah, it, it's just, it's very interesting, very unique great 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 plot twist um and a lot of people in this movie i don't really think went on to do much else uh, you know i'm sure they had some success but not nearly um what you would expect from a movie like this i guess you would say <laughs> yeah i cannot say that i have uh, seen that movie so uh yeah you have to really check say- it out <laughs> yeah yeah can't really can't really say much about it actually weirdly enough it's on amc plus so is there it? we go. Okay. Yep. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What, what, what's it called again? It's called Triangle. Triangle. Okay, so I'm officially now starting my own uh, must-watch list for you. So there you go. Yep. Uh, but it's going to have to be a tick for tack. If I if I knock one off my list, you're going to have to knock one off your list. <laughs> I, I'll have to. I, say, I knocked off uh, what was a reanimator, so... Uh, see, I need to try and knock off one for before the next episode. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, because that list is not getting any shorter, and I'm sure it's just going to no. grow uh, through this year. So, um, yeah. Um, I, was, I was looking. I don't. I think none of the three today that would have to will contribute to that list. So you're good now. No, nothing new right. from from this top three list. So. Yep, I've seen <laughs> all of them. <laughs> there you go. Well, at least you're not getting further in the negative. So. That's right. All right. Well, there are our top three favorite water-based horror movies. Uh, give us some feedback on social media. Let us know what yours are. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of people who will give me some Jaws of love. Uh, Jaws is a, of course, a widely loved movie. Uh, right. So uh, let's uh, let's hear for those of you that have seen uh, seen the old triangle, and let's uh, let us know what you. No, no, not not. I don't want to hear from those that play the triangle. We're we're very <laughs> proud of you. But that's not what we're asking for. So (laughs) anyway, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have our news, birthdays, anniversaries, and all that stuff. So stick around. 
make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com Screams Shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we're back with the news. Starting us off strong, Netflix has announced that production on the uh, Stranger Things Season 5 has begun as planned. Um, at this point, it's going to be Stranger Things, Eleven Goes to the Nursing Home. Um, <laughs> they're, you know, one of the bad things about, you know, any long-running series, especially when it has to do with, like, younger kids and teenagers, um, you, you definitely have that sort of scope of eventually these are no longer going to be teenagers. These, these, all of them are adults. Uh, I mean, they're in their twenties at this point. So, yeah. um, you know, it, and it is what it is. It, it partially has to do with the writer strike, but to be fair, had they begun production prior to the writer strike, it probably would have, you know, been almost ready for this year. And, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there was some scheduling conflicts. I know a lot of the people who are in the movie have gotten a lot more popular since, you know, the last season came out, you know, Millie Bobby Brown and, you know, Finn Wolfhard, you know, just namely of the two. I mean, they're, they're both very popular and, um, but it is what it is. Season five, we should probably have within the next two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there'll be a time jump or something. I, I don't know, but, uh, Surely <laughs> it is, it is, yeah, it's going to be a little awkward if they're just, you know, picking up right where they left off and everybody looks so different. And I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I have faith. I hope, oh, let's just hope they don't, uh, de-age them with effects. Oh, I know, right. <laughs> I know. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful. But, uh, all right. Moving us on, we have uh, news about the uh, Guillermo del Toro adaptation of Frankenstein. Uh, Jacob Elordi has signed to play the monster in Jacob, I'm sorry, Guillermo del Toro's adaptation. The role was originally Andrew Garfield's, but scheduling conflicts led to him having to pull out of the project. The movie is also going to star Oscar as, I'm sorry, Oscar Isaac as Dr. Victor Frankenstein, as well as Mia Goth. Um, so for people who may not know, Jacob Elordi is, uh, known from a, uh, nice cheesy romantic movie called The Kissing Booth, but also he's very well known for the, uh, HBO Max, uh, show Euphoria, um, as well as a number of other movies. Uh, most recently he was also in Saltburn, which is receiving quite, quite a bit of critical praise. Um, but yeah, it, it, you know, I like Jacob Elordi. I, I think he's a solid actor. Um, a lot of people are actually fan casting him as uh, Clark Kent for the new DC universe, but we actually have a Clark Kent, which is a whole nother story. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I, I think he'll do good. I, I have confidence that he's very much an up and coming actor and will most likely get very, very famous and popular one day. Um, so this is just one step on that uh, road, I think to success. So I think he'll do good. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure this, this is a, this is a big time movie. Uh, yeah. So they they wouldn't have cast him if they didn't have a lot of uh, faith in him. So uh, I'm I'm excited. I, I can't wait to see it. I, I love Frankenstein. I love uh, Del Toro. So I, I'm I'm excited to to see the two together. 
Yep. Can't can't beat a good Del Toro movie, as shown with my list today. Uh, <laughs> that being said, of course, we have some upcoming birthdays. Uh, starting us off, not so strong. I'm totally kidding. But starting us off strong, January 12th, 1965, Rob Zombie. You know, we give Rob Zombie a lot of shit on the show, but yeah, I give him credit for all he's done. Um, he's made a lot of moves in the music in- industry, and, uh, you know, he's tried his hand at movies, and I, you know, I can't fault him for trying or wanting to do that, so... Happy birthday to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I, I like Zombie as a musician. Uh, but uh, eh. uh, the movies I can, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Not a huge fan of his movies. But, but we've, uh, yeah. we, we've discussed that at length. It's not oh, so oh, bad. Yes, he's <laughs> very, he's very excessive. And I don't mean in, in you know, in this, in the form of, uh, you know, the, the amount of gore or anything like that. It's just. The length. It's like he doesn't know when to wrap a story properly. or so. I don't know. That's always been my my feel. But uh, I know a lot of people absolutely love zombies movies, so more power to them. And uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, maybe it would help if he quit casting his wife in every movie. Well, might might improve <laughs> me, but anyway, happy birthday, Rob. <laughs> I say, I don't think he's listening, but, uh, you know, I hope we, so. we mean no disrespect. <laughs> love it's it. A little bit. Come on, Rob, put White Zombie back together. They're right. <laughs> Go back to music. Um, <laughs> moving on, January 13, 1966, we have Mick Dreamy, Patrick Dempsey from Scream 3, and of course, Thanksgiving. Um, Dave and I have sung the praises of Thanksgiving multiple times over the last few months, and um, it, it cannot be overstated. Patrick Dempsey did so good in Thanksgiving. I want to see him in more. I want to hear his... Uh, Boston accent more. Um, so I, I love it. I love Patrick Dempsey. He's such a cool dude. Yeah. And I uh, highly suspect we'll probably see Patrick Dempsey in whatever form the next screen movie is. I just feel like they will, they'll, if, you know, if they bring back Nev Campbell, they'll bring him back as well because they're going to have to try to stack it as much as they can with as you know many people as they can. So I, I feel like, I, I feel like we'll see him back in the screen franchise. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, if you guys want to hear, we actually talked about the Scream franchise and what needs to happen next on a previous episode. So um, you'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Moving on, we have January 14th, 1968, LL Cool J, uh, known for his uh, role in Halloween H2O, among some other things. I hear he might make music or something. Uh, absolutely does. I'm just I love LL. I-, I know he makes music. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh... I, I actually, I grew up an LL Cool J fan. I uh, loved him, you know, in the, uh, uh, I'm not a huge hip hop person, but I absolutely love 80s hip hop uh, because, you know, it was uh, so, I don't know, it was so fresh at that time. You know, I, I'm not, not knocking modern hip hop. That's not what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, I grew up a fan of, of Run DMC and the Beastie Boys and, uh, and LL Cool J was part of that. I, 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 I loved him. I loved his music. And, uh, remarkably so i i love him even more as an actor i think he is he, i think he takes the right parts for him and uh just knocks it out of the park and uh, i don't care if ll cool j never i don't care if he ever does anything else in this world period productive or creative uh he god bless him forever for being in halloween h2o which we have uh, sung the praises of and he uh-huh. he was an absolute shining moment in, in that movie. Absolutely. I, I did like him in that one. And I don't know. 
they just did really good, I feel like, with the casting of that movie and of Resurrection. I, I do not care what anybody says. I love Re- Halloween Resurrection. I, I, I will sing yeah. the praises of that movie <laughs> as well. <laughs> whatever, whatever. LL Cool J always trumps Busta Rhymes. Listen, always. Busta Rhymes has the best, and I mean the best, line in any Halloween movie ever. When he's talking to Michael Myers, he tells him, you look a little crispy, Mikey. That is the best, the best line in any Halloween movie. And I dare somebody to say something different. <laughs> Let's just right, be honest. LL Cool J trumps Busta Rhymes on all platforms. If you just, say so. <laughs> I do. I do. The, 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 the Dave of the Dynasty has spoken. That's right. But... <laughs> Right. But uh, moving on before Dave and I get into a fist fight over LL Cool J versus Buster Rhymes. <laughs> that's such that's such a weird face off, but I love it. And our fist <laughs> fight would our fist fight wouldn't be much because we'd be out of breath in about two seconds. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I get gassed after about uh, about you know ten seconds of moving, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> moving on on Man, the we're same like, day, we're, we're like music heavy in this thing. I was going to say this next one is music heavy, too. Uh, January 14th, 1969, we have Dave Grohl from Studio 666 and Nirvana, Foo Fighters. You might know him from his little stint in Foo Fighters. It's not like he made the band or nothing, but absolutely. I love Dave Grohl. Um, Love the Foo Fighters. So good. So, so good. Yeah. You know, I obviously love Nirvana. Love Nirvana. One of the, you know, a great band for when I was a kid. I love the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl is such a cool guy. He's just just so awesome, so amazing, so so rock and roll. So I'm so glad. You know, I've still not seen Studio 666. I, I intend to, just never have seen it. But I'm so glad he made a horror movie just so I could put him on this birthday list. And, um, <laughs> you know, because Lemmy's the only one that got the pass with with no connection to horror, per se. But uh, Dave, Dave, Dave Grohl fits on the list. And, and when I, in making the list, I was absolutely stunned. To, to see, though, that Dave Crow is only a year younger than LL Cool J. That that doesn't seem right to me. But yeah, I don't that's know. That's a little weird. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, I guess it does make sense, though, because LL Cool J, you know, he broke big in the mid to late 80s. And uh, Dave Grohl was already playing in bands in the late 80s. And Nirvana broke big in around 90. So it's not like their careers started that far apart. So I guess it does, but for some reason in my head, LL Cool J seems so much older than Dave Grohl. I don't know why. Maybe it's just it's just Dave Grohl's eternal youth. That's what I was gonna say. Dave Grohl is just a very a very young looking individual. Actually, I saw a, a video of him. He was I can't remember which uh, reporter it was, or basically someone. He he was at an event and he started running away from this reporter, jokingly, of course. Um. No, it was Ryan Seacrest, and I, I think he was running away from Ryan Seacrest, and Ryan I, Seacrest was just like, I'd run away from Ryan Seacrest, too. <laughs> I mean, fair. He's a little weird looking, but um, anywho, I love Dave Grohl. He, he's such a fun guy. I mean, he does so much cool stuff at his concerts, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, actually, weirdly enough, Dave has been to a Foo Fighters concert. Absolutely. Of course. Gotta I've, been to, I've yes, been, been to quite a few concerts, but uh, yeah, Foo Fighters was a good show. Love Foo Fighters. Anywho, moving on. 
January 16, 1948, John Carpenter. He is known, of course, for Halloween, The Thing, The Fog, Christine, and a number, a number, a number, a number. On and on and on and on. Um, and I, I don't think it can be understated. I, I would venture to guess that if Dave and I were to sit down and do like top five horror movie directors of all time, John Carpenter would probably be on both of our lists. Um, and uh, uh, John Carpenter <laughs> would probably would probably be my number one. I eventually, yeah. just just off the top of my head. I mean, because I mean, you take those four movies right there. You just mentioned I, I love all four of those movies. I mean, like really love them. I mean, th- those are classic movies to me. And uh, I mean, that's not even, you know, digging in deeper into his catalog on other things he's done. Uh, that's not even to mention his, you know, his, his musical and scoring stuff he's done, obviously, you know, for, for different movies. But, you know, obviously, you know, the, the Halloween theme and everything else. But dude is just John Carpenter is incredible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love John Carpenter. And yeah, like you said, I, I would have to think about it, but I think he would probably be close to the top for sure. Um, if not top, but anywho, uh, another fa- a wonderful director who I think would also probably be in my top or he might not be a director specifically. He might be do writing and producing, but, uh, January 17, 1977, Leigh Wanell, the cr- who helped create the Saw franchise um, he's also responsible for quite a bit of the content from the Insidious universe. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, him and James Wan worked hand in hand. And uh, James Wan is another one who would probably be in my top ten as well. Um, and just Lane Wan also fantastic. Love him. He plays Specs, of course, in the Insidious franchise as well as his producing role. Uh, and he also plays, um, I think his name's Adam in the first Hall movie, right? Uh, yes, correct. Yep. Love him. Yeah. I love William yeah. Wanell. Very yeah. much a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, had his, uh, you know, involved in several different franchises and films and does lots of things. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, kind of created the Saw franchise. I think with James Wan, I think they both did it together. But uh, and uh, you know, stays very, stays very involved in that franchise uh, all the way up to now. So uh, yeah, quite, uh, quite the talented dude. Absolutely. All right, so now we're on to some upcoming movie anniversaries. Starting us off strong, January 13, 1939, Son of Frankenstein. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I have seen the original Frankenstein, and I do even believe I've seen Bride of Frankenstein, but I have never seen Son of Frankenstein. So I'm sure Dave loves this movie, though. <laughs> I, I do, yeah. Son of Frankenstein is, uh, yeah, it's one of the better Universal movies. One of my favorites. It's, uh, uh, it's a great movie, yes. Good stuff. And then January 13th, uh, the same day, about, what is that, 50 years later, we have <laughs> Pumpkinhead. Um, I love Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I have not seen Pumpkinhead in too long. Um, but it's such a cool movie because the Pumpkinhead monster is very unique. Um, and I love to see somebody do a remake because I feel like with modern effects, you could still do a practical Pumpkinhead, but it would probably be enhanced by a lot of the more modern technology, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I like Pumpkinhead, too. Um I, I just I think I, I just rewatched this sometime during the fall, around Halloween. So, and uh, it's been a while since I'd seen it before that. But uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a, it's a fun movie, um, and uh, I I do like it for you know very different reasons than Son of Frankenstein. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I do love them both. So absolutely. And then uh, another again kind of a weird entry. I, I've seen this movie too, but nineteen or sorry January fourteenth nineteen eighty one. We have scanners. Um, 
so I have seen scanners because uh, there's like an infamous, infamous scene in scanners where like the guy's head explodes mm-hmm. um, and like his eyes are like bulging out and stuff. Um, and it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting movie. It's very unique. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I'd say it's like the best movie of all time, but it's definitely one of those movies that you can watch and enjoy for sure. Yeah, I like scanners. Uh, it's a fun movie. Uh, you know, nothing, uh, nothing that you're going to hold up and say, oh yeah, this deserves all the accolades and all the awards. But it is a, a very, very fun movie. Uh, very, 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 very good practical effects for the time. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. And say so also, it's directed by Dave Cronenberg, who, um, he's done something recently. I can't remember what it was, but something recently that we watched. Um, huh. I'll have to look into that, but I, I know the name Cronenberg is, is a name that I know for sure. <laughs> yeah. But I'll have to look into that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Anywho, January 14, 2022, we have Scream, the requel. Um, you know, Dave and I have talked about it a lot. You know what I mean? Scream, uh, that would be what? Six? Um, mm, no. Be is that five? five? It's five. Okay. Yeah, six is the one that just came out recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, I guess twenty two is recent, retro, like comparatively speaking, I suppose. But anywho, uh, twenty twenty two, which was already two years ago, guys, um, we got Scream. We love this movie. Um, it, it's definitely an honorable sequel to the franchise, and um, you know, it's unfortunate that we lost Deputy Dewey in that. Um, but uh, I love that movie. Good movie. Yeah, I mean. Definitely. It's like this new trilogy kicked off so promising with that. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and then six came along and I was like, eh, it's okay. It's got some moments, but ee, you know, but then I was excited about, you know, seven thought, oh, there, you know, there's lots of things they can do, lots of places they can go. And then, uh, well, we're not going to dive into that again. The, the mess that that has become. Uh, <laughs> and it's like we, we, as fans, we have, I mean, we don't have any idea what to expect. I mean, what's, what's going to happen? And uh, who's going to be in it? Who's not going to be in it? You know, what are they going to what's it going to be about? Are they even going to get it made? So I don't know. It's so wild to think that this this new trilogy started so promising. And uh, and here we are just, you know, you know, whatever. I mean, two years later and uh, now it's just shambles. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, we, we've already kind of talked about it, but. It's crazy. I, I'm on the I'm on the top of I'm like what is it? I'm at the tip of my seat or I don't know what the phrase is on the edge of my seat. There we go. There Waiting go. for new news. As I couldn't remember the word for it, but anywho, <laughs> I, I'm waiting. I, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic, but I'm also very realistic that these uh, studios are uh, a little behind the times, if you will. So we'll see. Uh, moving on to our last anniversary, January 16, 2009, My Bloody Valentine, the remake. Um, mm-hmm. Here's the deal. I actually watched the remake for the first time, um, I think last year, for around Valentine's Day. Uh, we reviewed it, and uh, or at least we talked about it, I think. But uh, it's really good. It's really good. It's got Jensen mm-hmm. Ackles, whom, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I enjoy a good Jensen Ackles, Ackles, well, Ackles movie. Um, and, you know, you can't beat a good My Bloody Valentine. It's a slasher movie. We love slasher movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the original My Bloody Valentine, but uh, for a remake, yeah, this one's it's pretty damn good. 
And, um, you know, I, you know, everybody knows I love Jensen Ackles. I mean, come on. And, uh, I, I would say that I would watch Jensen Ackles in anything good or bad, but I have attempted to watch the movie Devour and that movie is bad. <laughs> oh, I, like, I didn't even finish it bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody tell me if you like Devour because I couldn't get through it, even with Jensen Ackles. And, uh, but anyway, I, I do love the My Bloody Valentine remake. Yes. <laughs> Very good. But, uh, all right. Other than destroying Jensen Ackles' career one by one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I think he's doing all right. I think he is. I, I think he's doing just fine. But, uh, all right. So we have some upcoming releases on, uh, we have the first one here, Destroy All Neighbors, coming to Shudder on January 12th. It is described as a struggling prog rock musician, William Brown, finds himself in a living nightmare when he accidentally kills Vlad, the neighbor from hell. Um, love a Shudder movie. Um, can't can't wait to, to see what Shudder has for us this year. And uh, yeah, this is just the beginning. So I'll, I'll definitely give this a give this a watch. Yeah, me too. It sounds fun. Uh, I, I, I just I, I mean, I've, I've heard lots of buzz about this and everything else and. I just I think this one's going to be a fun movie to watch. Awesome, awesome. Um, then we also have Here for Blood, another streaming release, coming to theaters, video on demand, and Screambox on February 9th. The slasher is described as a down-on-his-luck wrestler, and his girlfriend are having trouble making ends meet. When the girlfriend finds herself overwhelmed by exams, the muscle-bound wrestler steps in to cover one of her babysitting gigs. Um, if I had to guess... Probably going to be a slasher-esque movie where the uh, boyfriend uh, steps in for the girlfriend for, like, a, a babysitting gig, like it says, and somebody probably tries to, like, you know, intrude on the yep. home, and he basically takes takes charge. <laughs> yep. I totally see this playing on the trope of uh, the babysitter kill, you know, baby, you know, killing babysitters and everything from the old slashers, you know. Uh, but this time, when they go to kill the babysitter, it's going to be a muscle bound wrestler. So, uh, I think it's going to, I, I see some comedy in there mixed in there or whatever else. I, it, it, uh, I like it. If that's, if that's the way it's going to go, that's just, again, my guess from hearing that description. Um, I think that sounds like a pretty cool little twist that, uh, that could be fun. Actually, I, I just pulled it up cause I, you know, I always pull these movies up cause I never heard of this prior to this conversation. So the guy who plays the wrestler, um, which the character's name is uh, Tom O'Bannon, is uh, his name's Sean Roberts, and I knew I recognized him from somewhere. This guy plays uh, Albert Wesker in the mm, uh, yes. Mila Jovovich uh, Resident Evil franchise movies. So mm-hmm. automatically makes me super stoked for this because I think he's badass. I think he's really cool. I think he was a great Albert Wesker. Um, so yeah, I'll, I will definitely be checking this out. One thousand percent. Yeah, me too. It, uh, I mean, it's a slasher. Uh, it's no matter how much it's in there, it's got some wrestling involved in it. So yeah, right. you've, uh, <laughs> you've got me hooked. Absolutely. But all right, <clears throat> that pretty much ends us off on our releases, anniversaries, birthdays, and news. Um, a lot of good stuff this week. A lot of really cool little tidbits and news and releases. Um, it makes me really excited for the new year and excited for all the really cool shit that's going to be coming down the pipeline. So um, with that in mind, uh, if you guys want to keep up with us on social media, make sure you do that. Like, subscribe, follow us, all that good jazz. Um, 
you know, it's obviously appreciated. And uh, you know what they say, cool kids don't do drugs anymore. Cool kids follow, listen to their screams on all of your favorite social media platforms. So stick around as we uh, finish off the episode with our official review of Night Swim. Listen to their screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, and we are back here on Listen to Their Screams. It is review time, and we are reviewing Night Swim. Released January 5th, 2024 in theaters, it grossed $11,797,155 domestically in its opening weekend. That was good for number two in the weekend behind the movie Wonka. It was written by Rod Blackhurst and Bryce McGuire based on their 2014 short film, and it was directed by Bryce McGuire, starring Wyatt Russell, Carrie Condon, Amile Hoferly, I don't sorry, I butchered that name, and Gavin Warren. <laughs> it is described as a woman swimming in her pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit. Uh, boy, that is as basic a description as you can get. And um, I guess while not false, it is it is uh, not not very detailed. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, here, here's my thing with Night Swim. Um, I was hopeful it's a Blumhouse, you know, Blumhouse movie. And, uh, I, I really felt like, like you mentioned last episode, the trailers didn't really knock my socks off. Um, and, um, while the movie wasn't horrible, I, I did feel a, a touch disappointed. Um, it had, it had some moments. Uh, I mean, Wyatt Russell was just absolutely spectacular in the movie. Um, I love the fact that he was a former baseball player. Once again, you throw a little baseball into the mix. It makes me happy. Um, you know, but, but he, he did a really good job. Um, I kind of liked the, the concept of this, you know, this, the, the magical water and the making of a wish and, and, you know, that there was a, a natural spring there and, and all that. I, the, so, you know, some of the setup and concept, um, was okay, and and I liked it. Uh, you know, there is a lot of folklore and a lot of uh, mysticism and a lot of whatever you want to say uh, surrounding water. I mean, you know, water is obviously always symbolically, you know, sim, you know, symbolic of, of of rebirth and a restart and a refresh and what have you. Uh, so you know, I liked it, but I, I thought there were there were kind of times the movie. It, it kind of drug a little. It kind of went a little long. Um, there, you know, the the parts with some of the scares in the pool were pretty good. There were some some moments where, yeah, it was, you know, there was some, some decent little scares, but they were, I don't know, it needed a little more tension and stuff for me. I think, and there a little more of that. Uh, they they went to to the. Use the uh, person swimming, so thinking they see someone on the edge of the pool, like two or three times. And I thought, man, I don't know. It's, it felt like they reused that. I, I know the the girl early, you know, did it, and then they. But I felt like they used it too many times. Um, I honestly, when this movie was going and and it started, where you kind of had a sense that it was going a little bit. I thought, I honestly thought. Because uh, because he got in there right and uh, started feeling better and started healing, I thought they were going with some form of a fountain of youth type deal. Right. Um, 
so not exactly where they went. They I, they went with the wish thing, um, which I get because it does give them the option to that there's a a way to break it, right? Because in again the mysticism of a quote unquote wishing well, sometimes things go bad with your wishes. The only ways to undo this sometimes is to unwish it. The the person making that original wish has to take back the coin or whatever and unwish it sometimes. So I, I understand. I understand the concept. It, it, it's okay. But again, um, I don't know. I, it just needed a little more something for me. And I don't know what they could have put in it. Um, I, I don't want to sit here and blame it on, you know, anything to do with, uh, limited, a limited set thing, right? Where, where, where your, your majority of your actions take place in a pool. So it was limited because we've talked about this with other movies like holy shit quicksand different things there could be one set movies where things take place primarily one that that really accomplish it are really creative i think if you're if you want to say that the majority took place in the pool so that limited i think that's lazy that's to me yeah. is not don't use that excuse that just means you're i'm not saying i'm not saying the writers of the studio have said this but i'm just saying then if, if that's the if that is any kind of reasoning or if it's just lazy then did be creative or maybe just understand that okay if it's not working for you maybe it's not the right ideal uh for you um again i wasn't a horrible movie um but i, I can't say that i i walked away from it feeling super that i i super enjoyed it or that i was just i'm dying to see it again i i don't i mean i don't really know if it's a movie i'll rewatch. i, I just don't know that i have any desire i think i've i've seen it and there's not much there that just, I don't know, that makes me want to see it again. And um, I don't know. It's it's the fear that you expressed, Ike, when you said that you were, you were afraid because the trailer didn't, didn't really you know, hook you, didn't really knock you back, didn't really impress you. So you were kind of worried about it. And it that's that's kind of what happened. It's like the trailer showed us the best, you know, and and yeah. and, 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 and here we are. So. I have to say that overall, for this biggest studio and everything else, I was I was pretty pretty let down and disappointed. Yeah, um, and notice the deep breath there because here's the deal: it, it wasn't a bad movie, but Dave basically nailed it on the head because I said it before: the trailer did not knock my my socks off, and. Um, not to say that every single horror movie that we review has to have some like fantastic trailer that just absolutely blows you away. Cause you know, sometimes legitimately, um, the, the trailer might not be the best, but the movie and the product might end up being so fantastic. That you're like, okay, yeah, the trailer was just bad choice on whomever edited that together. That happens, you know? Um, but I think the thing to remember here is that the movie, while it was not horrible, did not have the payoff that I wanted. It was not creepy enough. It was not scary enough in a lot of ways. It didn't have that um, level of like maybe not necessarily like violence per se, but I, I did expect there to be a little bit more um, action in a way, if you if you will. Um, and I think the best way to explain that is, you know, Dave already mentioned that the concept of water, the concept of mysticism and water, the concept of ghosts and water it is a super well-known phenomenon. Ghosts and water go together like PB and J. 
peanut butter and jelly. You know, you have ghost movies like The Curse of Yayorona, which is a ghost who essentially inhabits a body of water and attacks those who come near it or who hear its cries. Um, <laughs> you have a number of movies that use water as a conduit. We even talked about earlier uh, Deep House. They use water as a conduit in which to provide a scary movie about a, a ghost house. Um, and there's a number of other movies that do the same thing. So you can definitely put paranormal in the water and you could definitely use that scope in which to provide a very fantastic movie. Uh, I think the thing that really hurt this movie was a, this movie was of course very small in scale because it was limited to the backyard of this person. Um, you also have the concept that, you know, this ghost doesn't really try that hard. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. this, this ghost, uh, this ghost apparently has all these abilities to, you know, make lights flicker and, you know, it has all of this power, um, but it's not trying very hard. It's not uh, not meeting its quota. Um, and, you know, and it, it's just weird because, I don't know, it, it just felt a little hokey at parts. Um, you know, like you said, the people who are in the movie did so fantastic. Um, I, you know, they, they played their parts great. And so I will give the movie that that it, it casted great. I think everyone in this movie played their part swimmingly. And I mean that um, mm -hmm. a little on the nose. Uh, <laughs> pun intended. But, yeah. pun, pun intended, pun intended. Um, it, it was just that for a movie called Night Swim, it, it, it didn't, didn't. There was not a lot of swimming at night being done, um, I guess you could say. Um, it's just I don't know. I, I guess I was definitely expecting more from this movie and it just didn't deliver what I wanted. And that could just be because of my expectations. Now, I, I will give it this the movie's getting dragged pretty horribly online. Um, a lot of people are like saying that it's like the worst horror movie of 2024. And you know, you know how the internet is. So I do not think that it's by any means the worst horror movie of this year. I don't think it's going to be. I'm sure that there are plenty of other bad movies that come out that are going to significantly uh, eclipse this movie. Um, the movie was still enjoyable in my opinion. It just wasn't, it wasn't what it could have been. There was a lot of potential there. It just, couldn't quite see it through to the end um but yeah so that, that's kind of my thought process and you know and i think it ultimately it does go back to the trailer did not start us off on the right foot the first trailer was super vague super not anything super unassuming and then we got the second trailer and it just kind of felt like the second trailer the reason they left so much out was because pretty much everything that was in the second trailer was the entire premise and you know, point of the movie. So, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, like I said, it is, it is, you know, it is disappointing. Um, I guess, especially since, you know, last year we came out of the gates with like Megan and some others and it just felt like we really, really hit, hit January hard and really came out with some, you know, something great. And, and, and uh, you know, it, it was just so impressive to get the year started. And this one, it's like, uh, okay, well, I, you know, I, I you know, would have rather, you know, seen a little more of a home run hit here. Um, right. But, you know, I don't know. And especially with this production company, you know, I, it's, I, it's like you, you feel like, I mean, like last year, right? We got knock, you know, knock at the cabin from them, right? Correct. That was a, a Blumhouse movie, right? I believe so, movie. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and that movie was so damn good, so creative, uh, and everything else. And you just, I guess, you just feel like. 
they could have they should have been enough creativity and stuff to get around the shortcomings of this movie. And um, I don't know. I don't you know, it was a short film. They said before. I I can see that. <laughs> I feel like right. it, it would work better as a short film. It, so it's like I don't know that if they didn't. I, I just I don't know. I've never seen the short film. But it feels like if they were just trying to make it a full length feature that whatever they added to it, I'm hoping wasn't the right stuff. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I felt like, uh, you know, I don't I, maybe they tried to keep too, too strict to what the short film was. And therefore. It uh, it, it kind of caused some things to drag. Um, I would be curious to see the short film. Um, I, I, I really feel like maybe if you condensed it down. And, and in any short film form, I would probably enjoy it more because, I, you know, I, I felt like there's a lot of this movie that really, really didn't, I don't know, didn't advance the plot. You know, you, we got the gist of what was happening and um, and you knew where it was going for a lot, you know, pretty quick. You knew, you know, you knew that even from the get go, you knew that this dad, when you found out that he was sick and it, was, it caused him to give up his baseball career, but yet he was having trouble adjusting you just knew there was going to be something right where he's going to try to have these hopes of recapturing past glory there so it was going to lead to some tension and this you just you knew that some of that was going to play into it um i think they could have played up when the dad was kind of infected or possessed or whatever a little more to to bring the terror and the whatever from the water the pool into the house they could have used that a little more since it was pooling from this old spring and this freshwater spring or whatever it might be you know you could have somehow had it where it tied into the water in the house too to bring it into the house to broaden it a little more to give it a little more uh, just a little more scope a little more you know depth to it um because, you know, it, it, like I said, it had some moments where it was, you know, was 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 pretty, pretty decent. But there, I just I just don't feel like there was enough meat on the bones to really to really sustain it for for whatever, an hour and a half hour and 40 or whatever it was. It just um, I don't know what it wasn't. There wasn't enough there. And uh, I mean, it's like, you know, the girl, the, the girl, the girl had the boyfriend on the swim team and. I don't know. I, I guess I felt like he was going to be a bigger part of it because yeah. I thought, you know, here he's, you know, they, they, they portrayed he was a Christian. So he's you would like to think he's a good guy. He's on the swim team. So I thought, OK, so he's a strong swimmer, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I thought he'll play into it really big time somehow towards the end. And uh, I don't know. It didn't happen. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I don't know. It's. It, it had some peculiar parts that. I don't know. It felt weird to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's a big thing, too, is that I, I think that because the movie wasn't terribly long. And that's the thing, too, is that, we, you know, Dave and I have talked about it extensively. We don't like uh, we don't like it when movies are, you know, two hours long and have no substance. So the movie was only about like an hour and a half. Um, but I think this movie genuinely could have used more more time. Um, and, and I don't always put that lightly, but I felt like there was a lot of things that they could have added to it. Like you said, maybe, um, maybe that person, the, the boyfriend was supposed to have, you know, more, uh, more of a, uh, purpose in the movie. And, uh, 
you know, I think it would have been cool for them to maybe touch on and explore some of the more the previous victims of the pool. Um, you know, we only really talk about the one, which was the little girl who drowned. Um, so I, I think that they could have definitely touched on more of the victims. Um, and I think that that would have been, you know, great because I think one of the scariest things about, I guess, in this case, the pool is that it's taken many, many people. You know, yeah. they, they, they very quickly flash through some like proof of these people. Um, and they also at, at the end at the climax, they showed a lot of these ghosts in this underworld, underwater, you know, area, um, you know, fighting to keep the, uh, the kid there and whatnot. So, you know, uh, I think that, <coughs> excuse me, putting some more into it to, uh, maybe focus on those other ghosts and spirits and, you know, maybe seeing more from those spirits because, Basically, whatever entity is trapping these spirits also uses them to keep its victims there. And I think that that could have been used a little bit more. It would have definitely provided some more mystery and variety to the uh, victims and the uh, current victims. And uh, yeah, it was just it was just very peculiar. You know what we got just just again, I, I think it just always boils back down to there was a lot of potential there, I think. And it just didn't quite execute where I wanted it to. Um, and like I said, I don't say it often, but I think this movie could have been a little bit longer, just a little bit. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, but, uh, so let's, uh, let's rate this thing. Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I, I hate to do it. I really, really hate to do it, <laughs> but I think as we use, we use three as the basis for a movie that, uh, that we enjoy, but you know, not overly you know we don't think it's a top flight movie but we they just right down the middle enjoy i i think i'm gonna have to knock this all the way down and give it a two uh i don't even think there's enough here to get me to a two and a half uh you know a, a few tweaks here and there and it would have bumped it to a two and a half but i really i just i really kind of felt i i, I kind of felt bored in the parts of this movie and uh it, it just wasn't enough for me so uh, unfortunately, I, I don't, I know I don't go this low very often, but I, I think I'm going to have to give this thing a two. You know, I, I don't think I would quite give it a two. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I would give this right down the middle at a three. And the only reason I, I wouldn't give it less than a three is just because I still enjoy the movie. You know, I, I would rewatch this movie. I maybe wouldn't seek it out, but like I would rewatch this movie. If someone was like, Hey, I'm going to put on night swim, you, you know, you want to watch, I wouldn't say no. Um, so I think I have to go right down the middle and give it a three. It, it was by no means a perfect movie. It was by no means the best movie I've ever seen in my life, but I think it was a worthwhile watch to some degree. Um, so to me, it is a three. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I think if somebody said, hey, I'm putting Night Swim on, do you want to rewatch it? I'd be like, oh, look at that, time to go. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, uh, like I said, the concept, I, I like the concept, uh, and I just, I just feel like it was a little boring and fell flat for me. So, uh, but there you go. From us, it's a, a cumulative average out, uh, two and a half screams out of five. Um, so anyway, any way you shape it, not one, not one of our favorites. Uh, not, no. you know, not up there so uh come on 2024 uh let's uh let's really kick it kick it in the ass um and i'm i'm hopeful for next week because the next episode we're going to 
review the movie Underground, which is available now on Screenbox. Uh, this is a movie I think we uh, discussed just a moment, a little bit in the, I think it was the news last episode, with the uh, bachelorette party that gets trapped in a World War II underground uh, bunker. Uh, and uh, this, it's a found footage film. Uh, this one I'm, I'm very wildly optimistic about. Uh, this sounds like it has all the makings to be something that I'm really going to like. Hopefully I didn't just set myself up to fail. But uh, <laughs> it, it has all the tools uh, to, uh, to to really sound like a really fun watch for me and something that I will highly be entertained by. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll give it a shot, and we will review that next week, our first foray into a Screenbox movie for 2024. So uh, let's... Let's see what happens. The, the first, but it will definitely not be the last of the year. But uh, let's see uh, what, uh, what what Screenbox comes out of the gate with uh, in, in for us. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, watching Underground. So me too. Uh, me too. <laughs> yep. So uh, like you said last week, it had you at found footage. So uh, it did. But, yeah. So and, and again, I, I man, I used to really really dislike found footage films, but I've really come around recently and uh some of the more recent found footage films i feel are, are really really strong and uh really creative and, and uh all the all the knocks i had for found footage film in my mind before of how a lot of them feel the same and uh lack some creativity and just they blur together uh to me in the last couple of years most of the found footage films are just they're uh they're they're not that's not the, the, the trappings of them they're uh they're i think they're really been clever uh really had a lot of originality and um, and and it's you know found footage is wild because it's it's something that you know back when it starts started kind of it really started to take off with the Blair Witch around that era, right? We're talking you know camcorders and things like that. Uh, right. But it's it's one of those movie types styles that uh, even while technology has advanced and uh, everything else and evolved, it, the concept still works. Because people still video, whether it's and you know on their phones now and, and things like that, or you know, or with GoPros or or whatever, whether it's uh, you know filming or streaming or whatever, uh, the the whole concept still works. It's just the 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 hardware is different, <laughs> but it still it still applies. And uh, yeah, you know, or I mean, you know, security cameras have, have been utilized a lot uh, in recent years and stuff. So it's uh, it's really kind of cool to see how. How the uh, the the you know the concept of found footage films uh, still stands. It's just the uh, different methods for capturing that footage, so it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, but like I said, uh, a long way to get around to say that uh, <laughs> recent found footage films have really kind of turned me around, and I actually look forward to found footage films now when when they're coming out. And more often than not, I, I feel like I'm going to enjoy them. Uh, where yeah. it was pretty much the exact opposite used to be for me. So that's, that's kind of a cool phenomenon with me. So, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, just to add to that, obviously I, I love, I love found footage films. I have always loved them, but I definitely see why somebody wouldn't like this. So I am also very excited for this movie coming up this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's what we're reviewing next episode. The movie Underground, again, it's on Screenbox now, so go out and watch it before so you can uh, follow along at home, kids. Uh, but until then, Ike, anything else you want to throw on there? You know, uh, just uh, be safe out there. Don't let, uh, don't get any into any trouble before our next episode. You want to make sure you're uh, out of jail and uh, alive for the next episode. That's why I always tell people. So, um, yeah. yeah, don't go too crazy. 
That's right. There's been a, been a lot of wild weather out there. Uh, yeah, between win- winter, rain, storms, whatever it may be. So everybody be safe. Uh, when, uh, when, when in doubt, stay home and watch a horror movie. That's what I say. So, uh, that's, uh, that's it. Let's close it up for another week. And until next episode, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe and always have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>